Hi everyone, and welcome to the 52nd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hello, guys. And Jackie. Hello, interwebs. Yay. Yay. How's Yahoo. everybody doing? Uh, I'd be doing a lot better right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody could do, be doing a lot better right now. How's, how's it going for you, Jackie? It's good. It's uh, turning out to be quite a nice and sunny Easter weekend uh, that guarantees me a lot of hockey. Yeah, I went to a live game. That was fun. Awesome. Oh, awesome. that sounds good. Well, for me, I, I just recently finished uh, Bioshock Infinite, so my brain is blown, so... <laughs> oh, no. If my speech it's is begun. slurred for any reason, that's probably why. And if you haven't played Bioshock Infinite, please do play it, and uh, also play the original Bioshock. It's great. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com and Churro. KH2.co.uk. Gotta keep it original. Gotta keep it original. Anyway, so we have a three-segment show. Uh, we have our news segment, and we have lots of exciting news. Uh, second, we have a little bit of a you know a little bit of a play on things. Uh, we have a release discussion section. So instead of burning question, we're doing release discussion. And the third segment is again our question segment, as always. Uh, in the way of announcements, stickers goes to those who have their questions answered in the question segment. And the second announcement, just FYI, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are fair game, so if you haven't played it, uh, don't be surprised if we say anything shocking <laughs> from the game. <laughs> That's not to say that we're going to go out of our way to spoil the game, it's just uh, if it's appropriate, we will talk about it. So, just saying. Anyways, so let's let's get this show on the road. News segment. Oh. Alright, so... We've got quite a bit of cool news. Uh, one quick bit of news uh, for those of you who like the manga. The manga is uh, the Kingdom Hearts manga is going to be uh, continue to be localized in the U.S. and uh, Canada. Uh, I forget when it was, but it was I think I think 2010ish was it, Cheryl? When it when it originally ended? Yeah, 2010 or 2011 because Tokyo yeah, Pop ran under 2011, I think. Yeah. So basically, what happened is Tokyo Pop, the original. Uh, translator uh, of the of the Kingdom Hearts uh, manga, uh, they went under and they canceled uh, the Kingdom Hearts manga uh, in the U.S. Like the last Canada. one was released was like Kingdom Hearts two that that didn't get finished. Yeah. So basically, a new a new publisher called Yen Press is taking up uh, the license and uh, they're going to continue the manga. Uh, they're also going to be releasing uh, the other series. So they've also confirmed. Uh, the three five eight over two days manga is coming in November, uh, as well as in November, and they're also going to be re- they're also re-releasing some of the older mangas, right? Yeah, they're uh, releasing Kingdom Hearts and yep. Chain of Memories with, and with special new content. Yeah, um, the Kingdom Hearts manga will actually be the final mix version, so we'll actually get to see the final mix scenes in manga cool. form. So yeah, lots of final mix to be excited about in the future. And moving along, some really surprising news that I I wouldn't have believed it myself if I didn't hear it straight from the horse's mouth, but uh, basically the CEO, Yochiwara, uh, CEO of Square Enix, has now resigned from Square Enix and is now being replaced by uh, Yosuke Matsuda. So that's pretty, that's pretty big news. 
So yeah, is that yay or mm. is that yay or is that scary? That's a it's lot a of people. Bit above. A lot of people. Yeah, is that yay? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of people are like you know singing praises, ding dong, the witch is dead, and that's you know honestly that's how I that was my literally my first reaction was ding dong, the witch is dead, but honestly, all this means is something big could happen. We don't know in what direction. Will it be good? Will it be bad? We don't know. It's We don't know where it's going to go. Uh, Matsuda could take the company I mean, and, and do something bad with it. What I would say is whatever's going to happen is it's going to be a change regardless. I don't think he's going to stick with the current route. That's why they basically fired Yoshua in the first place. Yeah, I mean, they've they I mean, fired him for a reason. You don't... The CEO doesn't step down after loyalty yeah. to the company for X amount of years and just get fired yeah. for nothing. So, they... And exactly. not only that, the successor doesn't go in the same direction that the, exactly. old, the other one did. Well, s- sometimes they do. If it's like, you know, oh, so-and-so, they're retiring, and oh, yeah, we're gonna... Or, or For example, uh, when, when Steve Jobs died and Tim Hook Tim Cook took the reins of Apple. He sort of kept it in the same vision because Steve Jobs was was successful and it was an unfortunate passing that he couldn't be the CEO anymore. So Tim Cook kept the direction. But if a CEO gets fired or, you know, quote unquote fired, he stepped down, you know, honorably, so so to speak, but he he got fired. (laughs) So if a CEO gets fired, um, they're they're not going to stick with the. uh, Yeah, Square Enix must be considered to be floundering. And yes. it's, you know, sink or swim. And that's specifically why uh, Yochiwara uh, had to do what he had to do. Uh, basically, uh, what was announced and the, for the reason was that Square Enix is projected to make significant losses uh, in this fiscal year. So, yeah, uh, money talks. And if you're the CEO and you lose a lot of money, uh, there's going to be... Uh, things to pay for. Yeah, even Square Enix doesn't have infinite amounts of money to lose. I think maybe that's what happened, is that you know, such a company with a great long-standing reputation has been in the industry Mm -hmm. for a long time, has their hands everywhere, all over the West as well now. They just had so much uh, money to spend that Mm -hmm. they've, you know, overblown, and they've spread themselves thin. And so exactly. now it's time to tighten the reins again before even their reputation goes out the window. I mean, going going by that, I mean, they put too much time and focus on, you know, the Western markets with, you know, with, with the, you know, buying, you know, Idea Software and all that, you know, even though they kind of blamed their games of not making a lot of money, mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, they put their focus also on mobile and social games, which... Yep. really don't really make a lot of money and that's <coughs> all the bravest all the bravest <laughs> and signing for titles like all the bravest yep. you know which got critically panned yep you know it's just like you know where where you going with this pretty much you know like for example Kingdom Hearts Chi you know it's like where are they going with this I know it's a game that you know they want people to play but it's like what are you what are your true intentions with it you know, pretty much Kingdom Hearts Chi is going to be free to play, but it's like, where are you going to make the money from this? Yep, it's it's definitely difficult. Um, at, at this point, we really don't know where Square's going to go. I mean, 
there's hope because there is change coming. Uh, you don't get rid of a CEO and stick with the same route. Uh, they will be changing, uh, but we don't know where, and we don't know if it's too little too late because clearly they've made a lot of losses, and honestly, I can't think of too many good decisions they've made in the past 10 years, period. <laughs> so, Truly, yeah. uh, there, there's, definite, there's definitely... I mean, it's scary waters, but it has been so far. At least the uh, person that was in charge of, uh, you know, the ship so far uh, isn't at the helm anymore. So we could either steer away from the whirlpool or we could go right on into it full speed ahead. We don't know where it's going to go, but we are going to be spinning the wheel. That is it's good. I guess we'll good see metaphor. in June when he, uh, when Matsuda-san makes his yeah. announcement. His exactly. all speech. <laughs> Exactly, his inaugural speech. Coupons I, I for everyone! We I are hope bringing back with, Final I Fantasy. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a fantasy. A final fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantasy based on reality. <laughs> Something like that. So, anyways, we've got, we got more crazy news to talk about. So, in light of this crazy Yoshiwara craziness... Um, uh, as you may or may not know, there have been a few pretty interesting things happening uh, in the gaming world and in Kingdom Hearts just in general. Uh, Kingdom Hearts just had a release of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix, and that's had... Um, uh, we've actually been able to get a lot of pretty interesting information out of it, as well as uh, currently uh, GDC is going on, so the Game Developers Conference. Um, so a lot of interesting things are happening, and a lot of interesting rumors and potential new things are sort of spinning in the works. Ooh. So basically, uh, first things first, there's a rumored project. Uh, basic, we're, we're not really sure what this means, and uh, I don't know. It, it, it seemed pretty interesting. So basically, there was a photo taken uh, from a recent... Uh, conference at the Game Developers Conference. We're assuming that it's uh, behind closed doors and it basically shows uh, a logo that looks like a Kingdom Hearts heart on its side and it's interestingly enough accompanied with a a title called Kingdom Hearts Less Than 3 Project. Now we don't know what exactly that is. We don't know if this is a new game or a new series or anything. Uh, it could be, yeah, it could be a spinoff. We don't, we don't know. Um, there really wasn't any information we could gain from the photos, uh, but hopefully we could gain some information from Kingdom Hearts 1.5. So, as far as we've uh, come to understand, in Kingdom Hearts 1.5, uh, they've been able to find uh, some hidden data inside the game, much like in Birth by Sleep, where, uh, for example, in Birth by Sleep, they had uh, scenes from. Uh, Jungle Book, basically, and we all assumed that Jungle Book was going to be in a future game. Unfortunately, it wasn't included in a future game, so we're we're not sure if this is uh, maybe a part of Kingdom Hearts' future or if this is just a throwaway thing. But they actually found data that related to a place called Sherwood Forest, and for those of you that are Disney fans, you know that that relates to Robin Hood. Ta-da! Oh yeah. Yay! So potentially Robin Hood. Now, now I would take it with a grain of salt because even even with this, we don't know for sure that Sherwood Forest is going to be in the game. Just you know, FYI, there have been other you know titles that have been included in other Kingdom Hearts games. For example, uh, like we said, um, there was Jungle Book and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Uh, not many people know this, but 
there are actually Toy Story models in Kingdom Hearts 2. There was actually an untextured but fully modeled Buzz and Woody that was in Kingdom Hearts 2. And they were intended to, as far as we know, they were intended to be a summon. And you can go check that out. Um, but that that is still interesting. I mean, it um, is interesting. And actually, another one. Um, in, I think you would remember this, Churro. In uh, three five eight over two days, they had uh, sprites for some of the characters from uh, Pinocchio in it. Yeah, originally they're going to use they were going to use the Pringsters Paradise. Yeah, so they're going to originally add days. it in. But they saved it for uh, Dream Drop Distance instead. And they actually didn't even include those characters in the story. I know, which is interesting. It's made me sad. Yeah. But yeah, so we don't know what this means. Uh, but the last time this sort of thing happened, I think, was in Birth by Sleep when we found data from uh, Dream Drop Distance. So maybe, maybe we might be seeing a trailer around E3 that uses tech from the 1.5 HD remix. And maybe this is going to be stuff you see in the trailer. I don't know. Uh, time will tell. Um, but yeah, uh, it could be something, or it could be nothing. You know, we, like, we uh, don't know. They always sweep it under the rug, you know, and we always have to exactly. lift up the rug and pick but out whatever we find. The the good news is this isn't like it's not really what you would call a rumor. It's more a potential, a a probability. You know, something mm-hmm. that could happen. Uh, so, so it's a, it's more official than a rumor, but not confirmed to be anything, basically. So that's pretty interesting. Another thing that is a little bit more troubling and a little bit more interesting is, apart from the data that was included on Sherwood Forest, there were some log files that referred to a lot of characters, uh, uh, some, some that are included already in the games in 1.5 HD Remix, and some that referred to some characters that we didn't know some are just weird file names that we didn't understand, but one of them referred to an Agent 47. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of, black. Yeah, so for those who don't know Agent 47, he's the main character of the Hitman series. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's like, like a joke or... Easter egg. It's like... It might, yeah, it might be an Easter egg. It's like imagine a Agent Forty Seven Kingdom Hearts version. I I don't think they're gonna do that. <laughs> instead that of instead of it. instead of using real pistols, he has water guns. Yeah, water guns. Now, to be fair, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two had DLC for Assassin's Creed and for Mass Effect, so it wouldn't be the first time that a character was included. So, I mean. Maybe a hitman costume for Sora? I don't know. <laughs> Wearing a big old fancy suit with a bald head. Big old fancy suit and a bald head and a little uh, barcode on the back of his neck. I don't know. <laughs> with I w- the red tie. Exactly. I would doubt it. I mean, this may just be a placeholder, honestly, but I thought that was kind of weird that, like, Agent 47, like, that's like, that is the worst character to put in a Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, man, that's just, like, apples and oranges right there. Uh, that's more like, uh, you know, safety scissors and hand grenades <laughs> to, to me. <laughs> it's like going into a, a gunfight with a knife. Yeah, a gunfight with a knife. But yeah, it's so pretty interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what this means for the future of Kingdom Hearts because I thought that Kingdom Hearts HD Remix was just going to be, okay, this is the engine that they use for the HD games and that's it, period, at the end. Uh, if If this is true, that means they're still using the technology from, I would presume the um, the 358 over 2 days movie since that's the newest technology the newest version of the engine 
Uh, so I guess this could be sort of inferred to mean that maybe Kingdom Hearts 3, whatever it is, may not be as pretty as we wanted it to be. It may not be like, you know, sexy new HD games with pretty lighting and textures. It might just be the same old, same old. Only time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. E3 is around the corner, so we'll find out. Uh, yeah, so GDC, there was some weird stuff announced. Yochiwata's gone. What's what's going on, Square? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like spiraling out of control. It's spiraling out of control. So anyway, that on that note, we're going to move on to the release discussion where we talk about Kingdom Hearts 1.5 proper. And we'll, uh, we'll discuss what people think about it and what we think about it. So first thing, uh, Jackie has been so gracious as to give us a lot of uh, developer quotes, or not developer quotes, uh, press quotes of what they thought of the game. So just real quick, uh, from Kotaku, uh, their opinion on the game so far is that there's no doubt that the versions of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, found in the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD remakes are the best versions of the game in existence. They look better, play better, and even have content that will be new to a vast majority of English-speaking Kingdom Hearts players. And while you can definitely feel the game's age, it's easier than ever to see the charm that has made the series so popular. So so that's from Kotaku. So definitely very cute. Um, RPG Gamer says that at this point, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix is shaping up to be a decent collection at the quoted price of $40. Uh, It's hard to describe all of the changes it took uh, it's, it's hard to describe to all of the changes to the look of the game because many of them are somewhat subtle uh, but it's clear that it wasn't just a simple HD upscaling definitely and then true. finally yeah definitely and then finally um, IGN rounds it out with uh, if you're a fan like me that haven't played Kingdom Hearts in a while uh, it's been a great time to check it out uh, if enough people play the game Hopefully they'll do the same for Kingdom Hearts 2. So, as far as how we're going to do this, we're basically just going to go round table and discuss what we feel about uh, three parts of the game. Uh, basically, first we'll talk about the presentation, because uh, clearly, I mean, HD is in the title, so obviously, you know, graphics and music and all that stuff, that's an important part of the game. So we're going to talk about presentation, and then second, we're going to talk about gameplay and how they change that. And finally, we're going to give our recommendation uh, on who we think should buy this game and who this is. Uh, I think, I think Brendan should buy this game. <laughs> well, we'll get that get to it when we get there. Oh, so, so first thing, presentation. So just full disclosure, I don't own the game. Jackie, do you own the game? I do not. Churro, do you own the game? Yes, I do. Okay, so one of us owns the game. However, I have seen bits and pieces of the game. I've seen bits and pieces of the three, five, eight over two days cutscenes. I've seen enough to get an idea of the quality of the port. So. Well, let me, well, let me tell you this: looking on YouTube videos versus looking on your own TV are two it's different, very yeah. different things. Exactly. So I won't speak on too much video quality, but I will speak on things that are clear even in the YouTube video. Uh, and Jackie, uh, I mean, obviously we've all seen the trailer, so you know we, we pretty much know what we're getting here. Yep. So anything, first things first, presentation. I'll start it off with you, Churro. What do you, you think about the presentation so far? Oh, my God. It's, like, sexually beautiful. It's just... <laughs> the first thing you'll notice when you start the game <laughs> is everything just, like, looks so bright. And, you know, it's the HD, you know, it holds up to be exactly what it says, HD. But there are certain points, though, where you can notice it's still, yeah, like, 
low def. I mean, I was sitting at the title screen of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, and it played the menu trailer that plays when you stay idle, and oh my god, that thing looks like it was just so still low definition. I was yeah. like kind of disappointed about that, but overall, the HD is nice. It it fits well, you know, the updated models for each character that they you know used in the future titles. And they're all amazing. There's no more weird lip thingy. It's yeah. It looks like it all flows together and all that. Definitely. Uh, as far as what I've I've seen of the game, uh, just speaking on you know things that I can tell from the videos that I've seen, uh, I've noticed that uh, it's definitely an HD upres, so that's that's good. And I get that when I emulate my Kingdom Hearts games, and you know that that's always nice. And for people that don't have a powerful computer that can't do that, like. Uh, like like other people can. Uh, this is a great opportunity. Play simply playing the same 3D game in HD is an incredible experience. That's why people that own PC uh, gaming PCs always clamor and say, "Oh, the the PC version is the the best version. We are the PC elitist, and this is the best because they can actually play in a higher resolution and with better textures." So, um, I mean, I've definitely seen a lot of the good. However, I, I wouldn't agree with, um, I think it was, I, not IGN, it was uh, RPG Gamer. I wouldn't agree with them. I think this is just a, a simple HD upscaling and retexturing, and they replaced a couple models. That's my opinion on it. Um, there's definitely a, I mean, there was definitely a lot to be asked for. When I was looking at some of the videos, uh, they use, I mean, they changed a couple of the characters, but most of the characters are the same models that they were in the original game from 2002. And all the worlds are identical. They all use the same models. And I, I found that really jarring when I was... Um, for example, uh, in, in the Disney Castle scene where uh, Donald and Goofy are leaving in the gummy ship, there's like this horn that they tuck into, and it's shaped like an octagon. Like, it's so low poly. Like, <laughs> it's unacceptable to have it that low poly. Like, I understand that you can't go and remodel the entire game. I get that. But you should at least watch the game and look for things that are jarring. Look look for things that are going to take your, you, you know, take away the immersion. So if I'm watching the scene and I see an octagonal thing that's supposed to be clearly a circle, I would go in and just for that model, I would fix that model because, you know, you just go in and you nip and tuck. You don't have to fix everything. Just fix what yeah. he's fixing. Which goes back to what I said about the menu trailer. When you yep. s- when you see the specific part of Sora being in the, you know, dive in the heart sequence, you yep. can see Sora's hair all low res. And and yep. it's like, it's almost just like they just took the PS2 version and just stuck it in there. That's probably what they like did. That. Yeah. <laughs> they, is, they're thinking, ah, nobody's going to have the patience to wait these 30 seconds to watch a mini trailer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of weird that they had those in the in the first place because the reason they have them, uh, that's actually a tradition that comes from arcade games. So when you don't play an arcade game, they sort of show a trailer to get you to want to play it. it they, I think they call them attract trailers. And you don't have that with Kingdom Hearts. It's a console game and you play it at home. And when you're not playing it, you don't just leave it on the menu screen so people walking by your house can, or walking in your house can be like, oh, what's that game? I should play that. They have it for <laughs> all games, know? though. But still, though. Um, Nino Kuni. A, a lot of games have it, but it just doesn't, yeah. It's, I just, I just, yeah, it's, oh, Kingdom Hearts isn't the only offender. I just think it's weird 
that they but, even have it in the first place. That is great. But, um, but there's an advantage to it, because you get to hear the lovely, dearly beloved play while it's on the menu, then it switches to, you know, Hikari Orchestra version. Yes, but that's, that's, that's a side effect. There's no reason for the trailer. I'm just saying. The other thing that I don't like is that a lot of times they spoil things in the game, so that kind oh, of yeah. annoys me, especially in like games where story is important. It's nothing that they well, just wouldn't... Like, well, it's, it's any trailer that does that nowadays. It's nothing that they wouldn't leak at a conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing they wouldn't show off at a conference. I'm just saying. For those that want to go in, you know, clean, you know, you won't be able to go clean, basically. Which, which puts me... As, as I was discussing the music, which puts me back to the music, the them redoing a lot of the music is actually one of the best things they could ever done and me like a few friends of mine want to have them re-release the soundtrack with all the updated music yeah so that's that's the next thing is that they've they've redone the music uh, and a couple of like episodes ago we talked about how uh, Square Enix was mentioning something along the lines of live orchestra and we weren't sure what mm-hmm. exactly that meant but they meant it. There was live orchestra, even in Kingdom Hearts One. Um, they've they've replaced a lot of the song files uh, with actual recordings yeah. of an orchestra. Yeah, especially after the interview with Yoko Shimomura and the other two um, uh, people that helped uh, Shimomura with the yeah. whole things. They even said that they replaced every almost everything. Music-wise. Yeah, so a lot of. Now, not all of the music is live orchestra. Some of it is just better synthesizers, but it, it, a lot of it's like really good. Yeah, now, live orchestra recordings make a huge difference. Oh yeah, definitely a, a lot, a lot of difference. Now, as far as how they did it, it's not what you might expect for an orchestra version. This is literally just an orchestra version. So, for those of you that know anything about um, uh, music arrangement. As far as what they did, they literally just played the exact um, the exact version, the exact arrangement from the original game, but they played them with better better instruments. They're not arranged for orchestra, especially. There's no weird orchestrations. It's not like a proper orchestra song. It's like if they took the exact same sheet music from the original game and had the orchestra play it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the only song that would be an exception that I've seen so far is Night on Bald Mountain. Uh, which is the song that plays during the Chernobog fight, and oh my god, that is amazing. They have a full orchestra version of Night on Ball Out Mountain with everything, all the bells and whistles. It is that fight is just so amazing to watch, and uh, or and I would I would assume to play. Um, yeah, just wait, Brandon. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna enjoy it in full HD. Yeah, I can't wait to play that. Not so, like he hasn't enjoyed say, it in full HD already. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely played it in full HD. Well, but officially, yeah, officially. an official HD version. A le- legal. Well, it is. It is legal because I do own the games. Um, but um, emulation is legal. Piracy is not legal. <laughs> so. Well, but do you have that? But does the the version you play have the live instruments in it, though? No, it doesn't. So that there you go. that to me is definitely a good reason to play these versions. Uh, would be for the live instruments. I would say personally, the HD for me not a big deal. Uh, if if you want to play Kingdom Hearts, uh, this is a great version of it to play. And if you haven't played Final Mix, that's an excellent way to play Final Mix. But for me, the biggest thing is the music and how they've changed that. Because change, just changing the music changes everything. It changes the whole emotion of the scene. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's saying I'm hoping they release re-release the soundtrack with all oh, the yeah. updated changes. I can't. I, I definitely... can't wait for the soundtrack. The soundtrack that's 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 a must buy for me. So yeah, and then the so let's move along to the next part. So we talked about presentation. 
uh, overall really good. Um, Churro really liked it, but as as we sort of said, uh, not perfect, um, but the music's awesome. Music's definitely perfect. So anyway, moving along into the gameplay, uh, Churro, you've had the most gameplay experience out of all of us. What did you think of the gameplay? Uh, it's just, well, first off, it's, let me just say, it's just weird going from Dream Drop Distance back to Kingdom Hearts 1. Because yeah. half the time I'm trying to flow motion and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so it's like going from like, you know, it's actually going on like how the Kingdom Hearts series does, where you learn all your abilities and then the next game you start with nothing. Yeah. So that's how it was for me. It's like, you start with absolutely nothing. But the gameplay, it still plays, you know, exactly how you play on PS2, but with the you know the changes to the camera it's now the right stick yeah. which I know it ho- helps the flow of battle especially when you're not locked in a target um, yeah. the changes to the menu during battle where now you have a four slot command which it's just for uh, you know uh, abilities and then you have the triangle button to do every- the interaction button to do everything now it makes everything so simple now but still the only complaint I have regarding gameplay is still the camera even yeah. though they f- they fixed it up a bit, it still has its problems, you know, as yeah. it you know should be for a game that was released 11 years ago. And um, to me, for me, it's whenever I'm in an enclosed area, which is kind of a tight thing, and it's like the camera. If you're locked in to a target, sometimes the camera doesn't yeah. follow you pretty well and yeah. just kind of gets in your way and costs you a lot. So funny enough, though, yeah. like you have. I I don't know old school Kingdom Hearts fan who argues that they love the original Kingdom Hearts one camera system because it gets you up close and personal, yeah, whether I you like, like it or that. not. <laughs> they yeah, like that. I, I personally don't like the pullback camera, but I definitely do agree. The logic on the camera it doesn't really handle um, it doesn't handle up close fights very well, or or cluttered fights where there's like. Uh, I don't know a lot of scenery that it's got to work around. <laughs> so. Yeah, especially it's a little bit, if you want a perfect example, we'll try fighting Rico on Destiny Islands when yeah, he's on the top of trees, trees. Trees everywhere. The trees will get, get in, in your the way. way. Yeah. So def- definitely uh, that needed a lot of work, and they didn't put it in. So. Well, um, how is um? I think what you could really tell how the camera is working out for you when you're fighting the the big bodies. The, the, those yeah, heartless, large, you know, the giant bodies, balloon yeah. ones. Because they're always running around. Yeah. You always have to change your perspective. Yeah, they're always in your them, face. Yeah. So how is that, Churro? Assuming that you've gotten to a part where you've fought one of those heartless. They're, they're still annoying <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, I don't know, it just, to me, I mean, if, if in the location I was, it you know, it fit. You know, it was I was able yeah. to handle them, no problem. But I just... I haven't had many opportunities to continue playing, but from what I played so far, it's just that that gotcha. specific heartless, you know, it didn't really cause me any problems. It's just more like, if, like I said, if the area I fought him, it was just you know more open, so I was pretty so much able u- to do. So usually, right, well, right now, so far, uh, it's usually just when you're in an enclosed space. That's the yeah, main cause problem. especially when you're dealing with multiple enemies, you know, and you're trying to d- avoid them, you know. But like for so I'm a boss fight, the for gizmo example, shop, the gizmo shop is going to be dangerous. Cause that's well, really I mean, small. I actually had some problems with the first boss in the Traverse Town when you, yeah. first, you know, when you first meet Donald and Goofy. It's like I even had problems with that for a while because of the uh, camera. But like, because you know, the boss stands in the middle thing, and you're on the outside of the circle yeah. trying to 
of Whitey's attacks, and that's where the camera gets lodged in between the lamppost and the the walls and the invisible wall too. Yeah. So it's like. So what one recommendation that might potentially ruin Kingdom Hearts for somebody? Um, uh, not, I just, would say really ruin. Just lock but, on. Just lock on and keep mashing X, and it'll fix everything. <laughs> I wouldn't say really ruined. I mean, everybody had to play like that when it came out. So it's exactly, like, but you, it'll, doing it, it ruins it in your mind when you realize that's all you're doing. <laughs> you're just, especially, just locking especially, on and mashing it. Especially if you're going for the trophy where you cannot die. Yeah, that's going to uh, be the main trophy. If you're going to go for that trophy, you better start practicing dod, you know, avoiding attacks because you're yeah. going to need it. <laughs> well, we've all and been blocking. there. We've all played Kingdom Hearts 1 before. So yeah, more of the same. They really didn't change the gameplay up too much, other than like the mechanics of the abilities and the summons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, finally, overall recommendation. So, what do you think, Chiro? Who who should buy this game? Who's the ideal person to buy series, Pretty much. I mean, if you're looking for a console Kingdom Hearts, you know, for next gen, this is definitely worth it. If you've been, you know, wanting Final Mix content, you know, you, you, everybody knows that we haven't had it for 11 years, then this is definitely, you know, a really great experience for you guys to have, to finally experience it, finally face Xemnas, finally using all these abilities, new keyblades, new cutscenes, you know, it's definitely worth it. And once you... And but not spoiling the day section, the day section is really beautiful. If you... You know, there are, you know, some movie, there are some, you know, you know, movie styles, but there's also some text you got to read. So you got to, you know, have to deal with both. So, but yeah. overall, I highly recommend it if you are a fan of the series. And if you're a newcomer, you know, this is a great place to start because, you know, we're starting over again. So, yeah, I, th- I think yeah. We, we have nitpicked a bit, but overall, you look at the whole game in its whole, it's $40. That that's yeah. two games, and that is that includes a movie as well. You've got all the final mix content. I think for that value alone, and trophies, and yeah, trophies, and what the upgrades they've done to music and to the graphics, I would buy it. Definitely. Yeah, there's just the the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Yeah, I would definitely I'll I would recommend it to anyone who's a Kingdom Hearts fan that wants to get back into the series and has left it uh, in the past. Though I don't know I don't know it's hard because there's a certain segment of the population that I think shouldn't play this, and I think that's the people that have kept up with it but don't really care too much about extra content. Uh, I would also say if you don't already own a PS3, don't bother to buy a PS3 for this. Um, this is not a PS3 seller, and besides, the PS3 is almost dead anyway, so... But, yeah, I would say for a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, or someone who wants to get into the series, this is a perfect opportunity. Uh, one thing that I will say, and it's sort of on a point you made, Churro, is the 3-5 over 8 days quote-unquote movie, it is not a good movie. It is good cutscenes. Yeah, it's, it it's, is not it's a good movie. cutscenes. Yeah, it's not like one there, continuous playback. It's you know, it's, There's a, you select one, and it'll yeah. show you something, and then you have a, or sometimes I'll have a text base of explaining yeah. to you what happened. So it's basically, it's, it's pretty much just one of the easiest ways to earn a trophy ever in a PS3. So yeah, I have, but I have a big yeah. problem with it, and it's actually a problem that we talked about on the previous show with a question Waldo Link Schnitzeldong had, and he was asking, oh, is it just going to be cutscenes? You know, because I I think if it was just cutscenes, it would be dull. And that is the exact case. It is kind of dull. 
There is no climaxes. There are no fight scenes. You just watch people talk, and that's it. And I have a problem with that, and I'm pretty disappointed in Square that they didn't animate fight scenes for it. I get why they didn't well, do it, because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, But much. if but, you're um, going to do it, you better do it right. And I'm pretty disappointed that they didn't do it. And it looks like they wanted to make a game, but they didn't. And they backed away from the high dive. That's I mean, there, I mean, there's, to me. I mean, there's people that nitpick, you know, the days thing, because, you know, they say they all, oh, they include every single thing in it. And it's like, you well, know, including come on, everything guys, it's... Is, Including everything is besides the point. That's a nitpick. I would say a pretty... Uh, that is a nitpick. I would say a pretty big, bold point is the fact that it's boring. The fact that there is no climax, it's just a bunch of drama, there's no fighting. It's an action game that it came from. Why didn't they put in any fighting? So personally, I'm disappointed. game with the really repetitive yeah, gameplay and really repetitive you know, storyline. Understandable. So, but any, any, yeah. literally any fighting of any form could have helped it. So personally, I'm not a fan of the Days movie, but um, we'll we'll see when it comes to the U.S. I haven't watched the whole thing, but it looked pretty boring. Probably and you better have to, to watch I it mean, in small if, segments if, than to sit through the whole yeah. three hours. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I would not. I would highly re- recommend not to watch the whole thing all at once. We'll put it this way: I'd rather watch Days than watch Recoded. Oh. Yeah, totally. I can I can definitely agree with you. There. Or watch Days so, rather than play through the actual Days game is another one that. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, it's true. Like I, I said, I to me like the, the I like the I enjoy the Day story so much. You know, I mean, I don't mind you know sitting there reading text or watching it. It's just you know I didn't want to have to go through the horrible gameplay system, especially on a handheld like that. Especially during yeah. you know the way the boss fights are some boss fights are made up and I'd rather just avoid that altogether yep totally I totally agree with that so anyways uh, that wraps up our recommendation seg- or, and our release discussion segment so I hope you got some good uh, information out of that and you can make an informed decision on what you want to do uh, about this bundle uh, for the next show we will be returning to burning question and our next burning question will be is how do you think the new CEO will treat the Kingdom Hearts series given Wada resigning. So given that Wada's gone, how do you think the Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to move from here? Anyway, moving along to the question segment. Yay! Yay. Our first question comes from Castle Oblivion. And Castle Oblivion asks, Hey guys, on the events in Dream Drop Distance, uh, do you think that Nomura has planned out everything from the beginning? Well, I know we've given Nomura a lot of praise for the work he's done and how he's put the story together, but I think even before Dream Drop Distance, he stopped actually planning, and he's more like reacting to what he's put into place already and tying things up as best he can and creating almost like spinning a bigger web (laughs) All the way yeah. through, along along the way, um, he, I think it'd be mental if he had all this planned out from the beginning. Like, there's just no way yeah. from Kingdom Hearts one all the way down into Dream Drop Distance. Like, we're no talking way. about planning, right? So that's yeah, you know, that's looking at where. To me, that means where he is planning to take the story from point A all the way to the very end of of uh, of. Sora and Xemnas and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I he had I know he had some bits and pieces in Kingdom Hearts One, like when he was working on Kingdom Hearts One, um, he already mm-hmm. had a lot of these 
like fractions of rocks and nobodies and that sort of thing in mind, but it wasn't all together. And there's no yeah, way it could have been. <laughs> like, if you look at yeah. these two and recode it. Especially for a new franchise and a new game featuring yeah. two different companies, you know, I don't think you could have any of this planned out from the very beginning. Yeah. It's it's no secret, Nomura, from the very beginning, he, he said Kingdom Hearts 2. He did not plan Kingdom Hearts 2 in advance. He didn't know what Kingdom Hearts 2 is going to be like. He basically made a pretty trailer with a lot of lot of mysterious things in it and he literally said in an interview that he went back to deep dive and just went to grab text and find a place to put it so meaning another side of another story and deep dive he just wrote things that sounded cool and tried to fit them in so if things sound crazy and if the story looks like it's going nowhere at points that's because it was and he he just had to think about where to go with it next time. Especially the fact that he didn't know that this game would be successful. Exactly. Yeah. So and he said that he already it's said hard that. To if, know. Yeah. Why do that all that work? It didn't sell well. He could have just ended it right there. Yeah. You don't exactly. know. It, like it because it it did end well, even though it didn't end particularly happily. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean that that could have been it for Kingdom Hearts as we know it yep. at that time, or as Nomura knew. And, and uh, basically, from it. there, Deep Dive was, as what Brendan said, Deep Dive was the emphasis for everything else. I mean, he probably went, like he said, he went back and grabbed uh, everything that he wrote down and probably tried to make something out of it. Yep. You know, so it's like you know, like you said, he didn't play in Kingdom Hearts too, but so he went back to Deep Dive and just looked what he wrote and just took it and tried to use ideas for it. So, I mean, that's really no way that you know, no more had this all planned, especially with all the restrictions Disney had. Yeah. But they after that they slowly, slowly loosened their grip on what he can do. So now you know it came out to exactly what we have today. So yeah, I, I personally wish he would have planned more. It would have went. It would have made the whole transition and the whole story make a lot more sense but clearly he didn't plan uh very much of it i mean the whole, the whole deal of changing the whole deal of arbitrarily changing ansem's name to xehanort for for essentially no reason uh that's pretty indicative of no planning and no vision yeah, just imagine what george lucas did to star wars if he didn't <laughs> plan anything out yeah actually george lucas well basically the way that george lucas did it is he made star wars uh, the original Star Wars, the very first one, which turned into A New Hope, he made it, released it as Star Wars. It got really popular, and then he took a couple years off and wrote the whole series start to finish, episode one through episode six. And then in 1980, he re-released the first one as Star Wars episode four, A New Hope. And then from then, you know, they were wondering, oh, why is it episode four? I thought this was episode one. And... Thankfully, George Lucas, he realized, oh, wait, wait, I should probably plan everything out right now so I don't screw myself over later. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like... didn't do that. He did not yeah, plan that's an what's... end to the series. George Lucas yeah, did. So... <laughs> but but then George Lucas did make the, se- the prequels and kind of look what happened after that. Yes. I'm not saying George Lucas did himself any favors, but I would say the Star Wars stories makes a lot more sense than yeah. the Kingdom Hearts stories. It looks especially, like it was planned. Especially how Nomura had to do Birth by Sleep, you know, essentially taking us, you know, before the events of Kingdom Hearts. You know, a lot of people kept saying, you know, this is exactly the same way how George Lucas did it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a classical thing in, like, a writer's 101 class. One of the first things I'll tell you is that you should plan your ending from the beginning. Not Not the whole story specifically, but they basically call them, like, tent poles, 
and you you know certain points you know point a you know point b and everything in the middle you sort of you figure it out as you go so you're creative but you know where you're going so it all flows and it looks like you're going somewhere because right now it looks like it doesn't go uh, anywhere kind of like how jk rowling did with the harry potter series jk rowling always had the ending planned out yes and just then she's you know, wrote the beginning and it carried it all the way through to the, exactly the exactly. ending that she wanted for it. So just in general, you know, in the first writing class you ever take in any writing course, they tell you you should know where you're going so you can write to it and it makes sense and it doesn't look like you're pulling it all out of your butt and then you look like an idiot. So <laughs> it's a bit harsh, but it is true. But yeah, anyway, Jackie, you want to take the next one? Yep, you bet. This next one is from Shadow Drago. It seems that death really doesn't exist in this universe anymore. Do you think that death is still possible in future Kingdom Hearts series or games? Well, as long as Nomura keeps uh, creating loopholes for everything, yeah, I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it can exist at some point if they can get rid of the whole you know heartless and nobody's aspect. You know, if there's a loophole to close that, then I'm pretty sure we can see a death. I mean, there's only one character that we have not seen return at all is the Riku replica. And, uh, oh, yeah. Actually, actually, we kind of did in Dream Drop Distance. He had a scene in Montro's Belly of the Whale, and he appeared there. And it wasn't very clear that he was the replica, but the uh, the flashback and the memento that up that opened up was the Chain of Memories one. So it's inferred that that Riku that appeared there in the cloak that looked like a young Riku, it was implied that that was the replica. So he did kind of... I didn't hear anything about that, but... Uh, yeah. Appearance. Yeah, so <laughs> remember when we said we spoiled <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3D on this show? <laughs> well, uh, that was one. I guess uh, I so, guess yeah. we... I guess so we just a quick, about that part right there. Just, just yeah. a quick recap. So uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3D, uh, there... Riku goes into Mantra's belly and is with Pinocchio and a cloaked figure appears and Pinocchio I believe Pinocchio runs to him, I forget what exactly happens, but a cloaked figure appears and you're expecting that it's going to be young Xemnas again, because that's what's been happening before whenever you we see a um, a cloaked figure and he looks young, you thought it was going to be young Xemnas again or young Xehanort, but then he revealed his cloak and it was young Riku, and he is sort of like, uh, I don't know, he's sort of enticed Riku and said that, you know, he's sort of like, you know, talking about his darkness and how he'll never well, sort of Well, I'm though, because since Riku Replica was just, you know, a copy of Riku, I mean, this could be, you know, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, Xehanort's ploy to try to bring down Riku by using, you know... Yeah, his darkness against him. His darkness basically. against him. That one that, the one thing that always seems to haunt him, so... Yeah, so, so basically uh, this Riku thing appears, and then when he disappears into the portal, Riku asks, uh, I don't know, I think Pinocchio asks, oh, who is that? And he sort of says, oh, it's my darkness or uh, a me from another time or something like that. And what ends up happening is after that cutscene ends, the Kingdom Hearts chain of memories summary opens up and it explains all about the Riku replica. So even though it's not explicitly stated that's the Riku replica, that's the Riku replica. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I have to ask a couple friends about that scene. Yeah, you, now just, it's getting me just curious wa- about watch it. it. Watch it when you get a chance. Yeah, it freaked me out. I didn't notice it in the first place either. But then when someone pointed out to me, oh wait, didn't you see what mm-hmm. opened up when that cutscene finished? And didn't you read the summary? Of course, I didn't read the summary. I played Chandler Memories. I don't need any exactly. Of this. That's I don't why. need any <laughs> summaries. 
<laughs> but yeah, those that that's basically what it is. But yeah, to the point of death uh, that Shadow Draco brings up. Um, I mean, obviously, death exists in the universe. Kyrie's grandma's not alive, so yeah, but <laughs> it's not out of the question. Can, People do die. Yeah, it's un- very, it's very understated. Mufasa no. died. Still, it's not a concept <laughs> that they like wrestle with. I mean, we thought. Yeah. The the last quote death we had was Axel. You know, real a real yeah, instance but- where you thought that he's disappearing because he fell in battle and mm-hmm. he is not returning in the future. That that was yep. the most certain case of death that I've seen. You know, if if we look at Roxas and Namne, well those weren't really deaths. They were like returning to Sora's inner yeah, soul. Yeah, pretty much being. all the all the Organization Thirteen ones seemed like they were deaths. Vexen and and uh, Chain of Memories that seemed like that was a, that seemed like a pretty conclusive death at the time, but clearly it wasn't because he came back. I, I mean, even even the Disney villains of the first Kingdom Hearts game, you thought they were all dead, but no, it's like for some reason you know Maleficent's still alive, engaged to Ugu yeah. Boogie returned, and, and it's like you know it's like do yeah. now you got to ask yourself, do any of these characters? Are these any characters going to die for real, for reals? Yeah, this is yeah. actually a, this is another classic problem in all fiction, um, and it's it's popularly associated with Superman, and they say that Superman killed Death, and what they mean by that is uh, in 1990s there was a comic that killed off Superman, and they in a future series of terrible things about people that are trying to impersonate Superman. Eventually, that arc ends with Superman coming back, and he wasn't really dead. He was just in a, in a weird coma. And the Kryptonians don't really die. They just go into a deep sleep, and then they wake up. So he wasn't really dead. And that enraged the fan community so much of DC Comics that they declared that Superman killed death. And then from then on, death was fair game. Anybody could die and come back. They're, they just needed a reason. And from then on, literally every comic book character was dying and coming back. Yeah. And at that point, pretty much that happened to any medium. Comic book Pretty much the one thing that annoys me so much is Bleach. Bleach is a good example of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, characters in, in dying Kingdom and Hearts, back. I guess, there is no real concept of death as we know it. Because even when Sora supposedly kills the heartless whacking them with his dull keyblade you know uh, <laughs> they you know their hearts that like return to some origin to kingdom hearts yeah, so and then they I, it, I think they come back or the hearts they are definitely reborn. don't they definitely don't explore it they don't explore the concept of death but so from a practical standpoint no you don't you don't see death but if you, I mean, clearly death must exist because if death did not exist in those worlds, then everybody who's ever been born ever would still be alive and they would look a million years old. So clearly that isn't true. So Imagine having from a logical look a million years old. Yeah, so from a logical standpoint, death exists. From a practical standpoint, it does not. In effect, we have kind of a plot hole, and they just don't. Like I said, if Nomura closes that loophole, then we can see actual death. But for for now, it's open, and now it's like, do you think the really first true quote-unquote death would be Xehanort at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3? Possibly. So Shadow Drago, if you think this is stupid, don't worry, it's kind of (laughs) stupid. It is. That's okay. It's not stupid. Just just, uh, blame Nomura. I don't mind it like this. 
It's fine. Like, I, it's. Uh, I mind that they come back. Yeah. I mind that they come back, but the the not including death in a kids game, I I totally get that. I wouldn't put it in a kids game either. Yeah, that's right. It's supposed to be a light, lighter hearted romp. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I I totally get that. Bringing people back, I think that's just a crutch. But anyway, Jero, want to take this last one? Yes, this one's from the one true TB, and they write. What I would like to know is if you think that Utada Hikaru will return and make a new song for KS3. If not, which song, Simple and Clean or Sanctuary, will be featured in the opening of KS3? Um, well, uh, one one thing is um, Utada Hikaru would definitely uh, return for the next games. So I have no question in my mind that she won't return. There's like a rumor that went around that was actually a false rumor uh, and if people actually look at the interview that the, it supposedly came from, it's so obvious that it was fake. When you actually read it, like, and I did read it, it was like ba- basically there was this rumor that went around that there was this uh, magazine interview with Yutada and her husband uh, that they they Not did her an husband, interview. Her dad. Oh yeah, her dad or whatever. In some versions, they call it her husband. But basically, what happened is they have this interview, and she basically says that. Uh, Disney didn't pay her enough and that she won't be returning to the Kingdom Hearts series. That interview is fake. Yutada Hikaru did not leave the Kingdom Hearts series. She continues to license her music to every game. And yeah, pretty much. The only thing that it comes close to that in truth is Yutada Hikaru did go on hiatus for a while. She is no longer on hiatus. She's done music for uh, the Evangelion movies and she's done music for other things. She still makes music. And she still provides music for Kingdom Hearts, so there's no reason that for her to not come back. So, well, if anything, you know, like you, you got to remember, um, Namora said that he specifically wanted her. Yeah. So if there's anybody that can get her to do it, it's, it's Namora. Exactly. Much. Exactly. And besides, Kingdom Hearts brought her a lot of fans. So why, yeah, why so would why, you? Why would you go away from it if it gives you fans? It's like. That'd be dumb. Well, anyway. I mean, it's not, yeah, go away from the Kingdom Hearts, but like, yeah. you know, like I said, she only took the hiatus because she was burnt out. I mean, exactly. Seriously. And that, I that mean, totally especially with makes the, sense. Especially with the disastrous results of her releasing, you know, two English albums where she yeah, didn't exactly. really get marketed and promoted by her own label. It's, that would, you know, kind of exactly. wear anybody out pretty much. Yeah, so she just had to take some time off. She's not really taking time off anymore. She's she's back in the saddle. She's still making music. She's made it for other properties. Again, she made music for the Evangelion movies. That's an anime movie, so uh, she would. Well, they they, they could have. She could have just made that just for that one time and then go back. I mean, she, yeah, but like she said, made it. For she she all didn't the really movies. officially announce that she's back making music though. She made a, a song for each movie, and there's been three so far. So <laughs> she's well, she shows that shows. I mean, she loves the series too, so it's like yeah. that's why she makes it. But like, clearly, she I'm saying that and well. a hiatus thing that you know. They could ask her to do it, and then you know she would do it and resume her hiatus again. You yeah, never know until she tweets on her Twitter saying that, "Hey guys, I'm back to make music." Yeah, understandable. You know? So, as a performing artist, she may not be making her own music, but she has been working for other works and doing licensing of music. Uh, as far as what I think, will they include "Simple and Clean" or "Sanctuary"? They might include it as like a you know, sort of like an Easter egg or like a reference back to the series. Uh, Kind of like in Kingdom Hearts 2, how they had uh, Hikari orchestrated in the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2. That was pretty nice. They might do something like that again. But I think, ultimately, they're going to make a new song. I mean, they they need a new song to tell a new story. Um, 
Yeah, that's right. This yeah. is the only, this reason, is the only reason they've the third, been yeah number three title we're talking about, not exactly you know the epic titles finale with your to the saga. Exactly, they get a budget for these games. Just FYI. <laughs> so. Yes, they would have seen and, this. And thing. if thirteen yeah, two, if thirteen like two can get you know licensed music, come on, Kingdom Hearts three, <laughs> come on. Of course, we're gonna get. Yeah, that's. Things. I mean, because I always get a lot of questions emailed to me about uh, Utada returning. I'm told, don't worry. You know. Yeah. She's enjoying her time off right now. You know. Exactly. It's like say Kingdom Kingdom Hearts three is in no rush to be made right now. So it's like, it's not like she's not gonna you know pass up this opportunity. You exactly. Know, to make a theme song for it. So I would say don't really worry about it because Kingdom Hearts three is not even being made or something like that. So I say don't worry about it. Exactly, and honestly, back. honestly, there's been no indication of her leaving Kingdom Hearts because every Kingdom Hearts game has had some of her music in it, and whether or not it was new, uh, you know, so, yeah, every Kingdom Hearts game has her music in it, so it's nothing, nothing to worry about. So that wraps things up. Uh, we're moving on into our music segment. Yeah, we have an, uh, an excellent, excellent, excellent bit of music. Um, uh, that comes to us. Uh, it's a rendition of Shrouding Dark Cloud. Uh, if you guys don't remember that music, it's played in a few boss fights in Kingdom in the Kingdom Hearts series, but most notably, it plays when you fight Cloud in uh, Final Fantasy from Final Fantasy VII. You fight Cloud in Kingdom Hearts One. Uh, this song plays, uh, and it's actually a live orchestra version. So we're in for a treat. Uh, it's done by the Sleuth Lerpa Symphony Orchestra. So it's pretty exciting. I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, moving on into our outro, uh, the next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 30th of April. Uh, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. Number one. Woo. And of course, you can catch every episode of Kingdom Hearts Union at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk. All right, guys. It's goodbye time. Yeah, we've been speaking no. so much on music. Um, since I'm I'm heading to uh, the Distant Worlds Final Fantasy concert oh, <laughs> awesome. on April the 24th, and this is this is in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada. Sweet. Um, so our recording is going to fall after that. I'll be able to let you guys know which music they decide to play during that concert. Sweet. I've I've always as, wanted to go there. As somebody who went to Distant Worlds in 2010, I'm going to say you're in for a treat. Check <laughs> yeah. It. You're going to love it. I was in when they played uh, Tuzanakin, I was in freaking tears, man. I love yeah. Tuzanakin so much. Yeah, I've heard so it once before, but um I know Arnie Roth, he's the uh, he's the conductor. Um and yep. he usually he switches it up depending on which location he lands at. So yep. he has like uh exactly. he has a master list of all the songs that he wants to play and he rotates to through that yeah. so that's exciting yeah, i've actually met yeah, arnie cool. roth and he's he's a cool guy yeah he's a cool guy when i met him i got his autograph with uh, umatsu he, he looks yeah. like a hippie oh yeah he's, he's <laughs> long tied back like this curly gray hair <laughs> glasses and, and, and you gotta remember when i went this was before 13 and 14 were released so they played a couple songs from 13 that were never heard, and they played uh, Answers, which was the theme song 214, and hearing those were just amazing. It was so beautiful. It was it was an honor to hear them. 
Yeah, definitely. So it's exciting. I love hearing, you know, music by a live orchestra. And it's fitting that we have a live orchestra today. You know, the, the Sleuth Lerpa Symphony Orchestra, they're a renowned uh, orchestra troupe from, from Russia. Um, I think... I think Sleuth Lerpa roughly translates to April Fools. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys believed any of our news, <laughs> you just got fooled. Well, actually, just as a brief public service announcement so we don't get anybody confused. Yochiwata did really resign. He's gone from Square Enix, so that's not a lie. Everything else was and, a lie. And, no, and the manga is coming back to the U.S. Yes, and too. the manga is coming back to the U.S. That's why we covered that first. <laughs> <laughs> April Fools! I hope we got somebody. So I hope somebody is, like, just writhing and, ooh, I feel so burned like, because <laughs> it's fooled. It's like, damn you guys! Damn you guys! <laughs> Although, Brandon, right, you so. were you were very, like, you, you never spoke in certain terms when you're talking about those bogus news. Oh, you yeah. So I tried, I tried, so you were into it. Around it. <laughs> yes. I tried very hard to make it sound like even I didn't believe it, but try to inject some truth in it because you can't just honestly say oh yeah agent 47 is gonna be in kingdom hearts i mean come on <laughs> so, you, you gotta tiptoe around it to make it believable <laughs> but yeah oh and um those bits of news uh the fake ones um let me see let me credit who did it so the first one the hidden data of sherwood forest that came from varnas and the uh agent 47 idea came from uh Walda Lang Schnitzeldong and the Kingdom Hearts Less Than 3 project you're going to be hearing about that quite a bit if you look around on the Kingdom Hearts sites they're all in on the joke so <laughs> just look around for it and you'll you'll find that little picture that they photoshopped together well anyways that brings us to the end of our Sleuth Lerpa episode uh, enjoy the music and everybody say your goodbyes say your goodbyes so we can leave goodbye people happy Easter happy April Fools bye everyone Yay. again also echoing <laughs> what Charles said happy Easter happy April Fools happy hope Easter. we did trick manage to trick some of our listeners <laughs> I hope so yeah. too I hope good so good old too. whoopee cushion style except over a podcast <laughs> over a whole podcast <laughs> anyway so I'm Brandon saying goodbye and this has been a tweaksmusic.com and kingdomheartsunion.com Production.